It's the True Achievements Podcast Christmas Special. On today's show, it's Deja Vu all over again. More 360 remakes announced for Xbox One. Free ODST DLC for Halo MCC. It's Rally Rally Good, which raves about Forza's Storm Island. It's a far cry from Terrible. Ubi's latest sequel hits the mark. And we delve deep into Jay's bulging sack to answer your festive questions. All this and more on your app updating, contest entering, pro account rewarding, True Achievements Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the True Achievements Podcast for December. It is our annual Chris Mahana Kwanzaa Donovus episode. (laughs) So we are all wishing you happy holidays, and we are giving you the gift of a podcast. Uh, So joining me, as always, is Rich, otherwise known as True Achievement, otherwise known as the Big Boss Man. Say hello, Rich. Hey. Hey, everybody. And Christmas. Yes. Happy Christmas. And joining us from Parts Unknown, we have a pinch hitter for Michelle this week. We have the mysterious and ever-elusive Dave K, otherwise known as Dave. Say hello, Dave. Hello, everybody. All right. So, Dave, it's first time joining the podcast, although unbeknownst to most of you, he has joined us for every single podcast because he and his band contributed yeah, true, yeah. the music yeah. for our <laughs> podcast. So, so yes. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Yes, thank you. And actually, I think somebody sent us... Uh, a message or a comment asking where they can get that music. So hopefully you, you guys, you guys got another fan out of this whole shit. Oh, thanks. Which is very good. Yeah, send me a message and I can send you some All right. tunes. All right. Excellent. Nice. Well, um, let's go ahead and start off. Let's hear what everyone's been playing. And by everyone, I mean the two of you guys. Um, I have not played much since uh, our last episode. I've been, I've been really just busy with holiday shenanigans and work and, and other other matters. But, um, Rich, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been uh, keeping yourself busy with on your Xboxes? On my Xboxes, yes, that's a good point. Um, I've realized over the last couple of weeks I'm actually a terrible gamer. I can't, I can't focus, I can't just, like, I can have a game and I think this is really good. Like, um, let's say Sunset Overdrive, I was playing that and I was loving that. And then another game come out and then I was like, oh... I'm just going to play this for a bit. And then I do that. And then I've, I've realized now I've got like eight games on the go. And I'm like sort of halfway through to three quarters of the way through on most of them. And like I've just barely touched some of them. And really what I should do is just play something until I finish it. And not go out and spend all the money <laughs> that I do on brand new games every time they're released. Because it's just stupid. And then what I find is when I go back to the games, especially like I put Sunset Overdrive in again this week for the first time in like a month. And... I've just completely forgotten all the controls. And is, it's like, oh, yeah. no, I've got to relearn all this stuff That's now. always my fear of bouncing between games, is that I'm going to be forgetting, like, the, the basic controls I feel like you never forget. Like, you always remember how to walk around and do stuff. Yeah, But, like, totally. if there's combos related, or if you need to do something seriously tactical, or you you just lose your muscle memory of it. I'm always worried about that. And sun, Sunset's got some quite specific controls. You're right, like, normally... If it's an FPS or a racing game, that's no problem at all. But Sunset does have some quite unique control systems, so that was a bit of a pain. Anyway, I won't talk about the 
half an hour of annoyance I had trying to relearn the controls of Sunset. But what <laughs> I have been playing um, is I started Shadows of Mordor. Now, you know that I am not the world's biggest RPG fan, generally. You are not, but, um, but I can see you liking this from what I've heard about it. Yeah, that's exactly what, that was exactly what I thought, which is the reason I picked it up. Um, I think I got it on sale. I think it was on sale. Digis- I picked it up digitally. I don't have the disc. Um, a few weeks ago, I think it, I think it came out pretty much half price. So I thought I'm going to give it a go. And I have pretty much enjoyed it, but I'm finding it really tough. I'm quite surprised. Like it's got quite a low ratio on TA. Uh, sort of, uh, I think it's got something like a TA of 1800, but that includes 350 from some DLC that isn't even out yet. Hmm. So it's got pretty low ratio, um, but I'm quite surprised. It's got a really interesting mechanic. Like I'm generally not brilliant at games. I'm, I'll happily admit that. Um, but normally there's not really a punishment for getting killed, is there? So you get killed, you go back to a checkpoint, you try it again. Shadows of Mordor is very different because the guys that were around you that kill you get more powerful after they kill you. So there's a little cut sequence after you die, which shows all the guys that were involved in in your death all like growing more powerful and like their power numbers tick up and they go like sort of move up the ranks um so being not brilliant at that i seem to have made some pretty serious bad guys that i'm gonna have to tackle later in the game uh which is a bit of a pain but i am i am really enjoying it it's got some interesting mechanics it's pretty it's pretty straightforward for an rpg there's not a lot you can not a lot of skill trees to tinker with but um I am enjoying it. So it's a nice small map. There's not too much wandering around, which is another thing that I generally don't enjoy about RPGs. I've heard that the the gameplay is kind of like if you took the Batman Arkham series and smashed Correct, it together with yeah. like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's that's yeah, very that's it, yeah. very accurate okay. actually. There's a lot of um you can you can climb up um walls and uh, buildings and rocks and stuff really easily just by holding down A and pushing in that direction. Um but there's also a sort of uh timed button press combo system very similar to Bat- Batman's for the actual combat. Mm-hmm. It's very fluid as well isn't it? It is fluid and I think that is what I'm struggling with I'm, I'm like a bit of a button masher generally <laughs> and I think you need to time it right because as soon as I've got like more than four or five guys on me um, I tend to die. How far are you into the actual story? I am I've killed two warlocks so I've, I think I'm approaching the end of. I think the map is is divided into two, but at the beginning you only see yeah, half exactly, of it. Is that yeah, right? Okay, so I think I'm approaching the end of that first half. Um, so I've got a fair way to go. But I'm, what I was been trying to do is go and do the side missions. Cause I thought that might make me more mm-hmm. powerful. Yep. Which would make the main story easier. Um, but actually, I'm finding the side missions, some of them, to be even harder than the main missions. It's one of them games where, as you progress, you'll unlock new skills. So right, okay. Until you've actually progressed to a certain point in the story, you can't buy that skill. Yes, okay. So as you go on, it definitely becomes easier, and you you get more skills that make it even easier to... to so would you suggest focusing on the main story rather than the side stuff? Um, it's a bit of both, because you, you need the... I can't remember what the currency in the game's called, but you need that mo- that currency to buy the skills once you've unlocked it as well. Right, so okay. you've got to kind of do a bit of both. Yeah, there's and, like XP, yeah, isn't yeah. there? Um, okay. Anyway, yeah, I'm quite enjoying it. the The cut sequences are, are quite pretty, aren't they? The the ogres all seem to be mm-hmm. quite unique yep, yep. looking, and um, it's quite bloody. It's quite gory in places. Um, but no, I, I, for an RPG, I, I have enjoyed it. I'd probably, if you like RPGs, I yep. definitely definitely recommend it. Um, because you will. Yeah, you will I've been I've been having it. my eye on it, and and I'm kind of in the opposite situation as you, Rich, is in that I will play a game, and I'll typically stick with that game until I'm like done 
with it. So I've been um, playing Dragon Age Inquisition quite a bit, and I'll talk more about that on my time, so we don't need to go depth, in-depth into that. But I haven't really been compelled to go out and buy a bunch of games like around Black Friday, because I knew Holiday was coming up, and I'd probably get a game or two for Holiday. I think I'm getting Shadow of Mordor for it, so I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, but oh, basically, I've... No, I, I still. Said it was terrible. I don't think you could wave me off that because you think many of the games that I love are terrible. So yeah, I'm no, not worried about that much. Um, but I'm excited <laughs> yeah. to, to get into that. Um, so hearing that you like it, even you like it, means means that I'm uh, even I like so, it. Yeah. 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 No, I, I recommend it. Um, as well as that, I've been playing quite a lot of what used to be called XBLA, but on the Xbox One they're just called. I guess they're just downloadable titles. Um, which include, let me just quickly run through the list, Geometry Wars 3, Limbo, which was the free game on um, Games with Gold this, this month, or last month, this month. Um, Pure Pool, uh, which is obviously a pool simulator, uh, Worms Battle Games, which was the free game last month, and Threes, which is a little puzzler. Um, the pick of those is definitely Geometry Wars 3, uh, which is more of the same with Geometry Wars, but they've added a sort of 3D element to it. It's hard, it's fast, it blows your mind after a while um i actually got a blister on my thumb playing it which is i can't actually remember the last time that happened playing the game um but that's always gives you the idea of the force that i was trying to move my ship around the screen on uh with um yeah highly recommended some of the achievements are seriously difficult as well um but a lot of fun uh quick mention for limbo so i played limbo on the 360 and i wouldn't have bothered getting it but because it was free i thought i might as well um it had huge pretty high ratios um, on the site as well, and I think it still does on the Xbox One version, which I was quite surprised at. Um, I loved the game on 360 when it first came out. I really, really enjoyed playing it. But this time around, I guess because I sort of knew vaguely what happens and vaguely remembered some of the puzzles, I found myself just really wanting, and possibly because I had another eight games on the go, um, I just found I wanted to just get through it as quickly as I could. So I found myself using uh, videos on the site. Well, and there's the the one achievement that's always... The, the tough one is the no point in dying achievement where you have to complete the game in one sitting with five or less deaths. Yep. Yeah, that, that's... Five deaths. Yeah, I didn't even try that. I died a lot, even with the videos, so... <laughs> yeah, that's the only one I did not get on the 360 version, and I imagine on the one, ver- one version it's probably just as crazy. Yeah, I, definitely. I mean, to be honest, you wouldn't... As you can imagine, with that sort of graphic style, there's not a lot to differentiate them right. visually. Um, it seemed like a slightly odd release but i guess if you've got the code there it's something easy i guess there was not a lot involved in the port um and it's easy for microsoft to give that for games games with gold i imagine that's probably the first of many of that style of classic xbla 360 games that will end up as games with gold over the next now couple of was years. it a games with gold tyler or was it like a freebie to those who were early adopters on the xbox one? Oh, yeah. sorry you're absolutely right yeah, that was you're that, absolutely I think, yeah. correct i didn't Download that's, it. I that's why you Maybe I it. didn't get a code because I bought mine in May or my Xbox One. I bought my Titan. I bought the Titanfall bundle, so I think I'm still technically an early adopter on some of the things they talk about, but some I'm not. Mm. So I didn't. I didn't get that. I don't think. Or maybe I did and You're just didn't care correct. enough to download it. Oh, we should mention that then. That was quite cool. I thought nice freebie for no, no yeah. real reason. They weren't apologising for something, which <laughs> they gave quite a few though away, didn't they? I got. Um... I think it was just wow. dance. Oh. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Did you get Limbo as well? Yeah, for the day day one people. Yeah, I got yeah I got Limbo wow. as well. Yeah. What a result! Two free games. That's even better. 
So thanks, Microsoft, for that. Um, <laughs> I'll quickly mention Threes, which is a little puzzler. I downloaded this on the strength of reading about it um, a couple of months ago, before I even knew it was coming to the Xbox. Uh, it it had the it won the iOS Game of the Year this year or last year. I'm trying to remember on one of the big um, iOS websites. So I downloaded it for my Android um, phone and had been playing it a bit on that. Um, it's similar on the Xbox One. It just seems a bit like, is this yeah. it? As I was playing, it's like, is this all there is to it? I don't really understand why it won. It's got loads of plaudits like, across the board. It's, it's universally well, I, loved. Apart from I, I, my think, house. I think the reason why it, it got so much <laughs> positive press is that it's a game that's easy to understand, so anyone can play it, but it's really hard to master. Um, it's, oh, I know yeah. I got my wife sucked into it, so she plays it on her iPhone all the time and is way better at it than I am. Mm-hmm. And I'll just, I mean, I'll play it when I'm pooping. That's kind of what I do. But, but when I, <laughs> when I heard that it was coming to the one, I'm like, oh, all right, they're going to put it on the one. A couple of people might play it, but it's just one of those time waster yeah. games where it's mindless and you can play it on, on the Metro or on a bus yeah, it, or something like it that. It seems yeah. a bit random to me. I know it's not because there are people that are clearly very good at it that have, develop some sort of strategy but it does seem quite random when i play it <laughs> um and the achievements are ridiculous like there's probably six of those that will never be won by anyone i mean they're crazy 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 achievements um so that that was okay but i'm not going to ever go back to that i've got i think i cleared up about half the achievements in in a couple of hours using there's a solver thing <laughs> Um, where you put in what the board looks like and you put in what the next card's going to be and then it tells you the best move. So I, I got a fair way into it by doing that. But even that gives up <laughs> eventually and doesn't even get yeah. close to the last three achievements. So, um, yeah, I don't recommend that game. Um, final, <laughs> final thing I wanted to talk about was um, a bit of DLC for one of my favourite games of the year. Skyrim! Uh, yeah, Oblivion. Um, no, it's <laughs> Forza Horizon 2. Woohoo! Yay! Cheers! Um, Storm Island DLC came out this week, and uh, one of the guys on the site that I know reasonably well, Ghost World, was um, nice enough to buy me a Forza VIP pass um, for my birthday a couple of months ago. So, until this point, I hadn't really realised what I got for that. I think there was a car pack. Um, but it also, I found out this week, gives you all the DLC that comes out at half price. So rather than it being £16, um, and I'm not sure what the dollar price is, um, I got it for 8 which is a bargain, really. It's a large bit of content, um, completely different to the main game, in that everything's off-road and rally-based, uh, and the weather's, as you can guess from the Storm Island title, uh, rather inclement in the in this part of the map. Uh, it's a completely separate section on the map, uh, and you get to it by going on via a sort of virtual port uh, in one of the existing towns. And then there's six tiers of brand new um, events. Uh, each tier has four championships, um, consisting of three or four races, and then a gauntlet event. And um, I'm absolutely loving it. The all the cars have to be modified slightly so that you add. Um, uh, special rally suspension and traction control and tires and stuff like that. Otherwise, they're just, they just don't handle at all. Um, and while there are roads on the actual island, most of the time you're crisscrossing those as you're, um, racing. Um, there are sort of three extra event types, like race types. 
but to be honest, they're just like normal races. I haven't really seen anything particularly different in them. Um, and just like on the main island, there's a load of extra bonus boards to go and get. Uh, there's a new set of bucket list challenges, which are even harder than the mainland ones. Um, yeah, <laughs> really tough. And there's more co-op <laughs> ones, though, so if ever you want to have a look at those with me, but they are seriously difficult. Um, but I highly recommend that. It's, it, it's got a really different feel to the main game in that you're constantly steering against um, wheel spin and skidding, um, but it's so much fun. It's made me want to go and buy a steering wheel and a pedal set which maybe I will do after Christmas. So as somebody who doesn't own the season pass, is it worth the £16, do you think? I would say so, yeah. I mean, you loved the game, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd pay 30 for it. Well, But that's because okay. I'm crazy, yeah. <laughs> crazy for Forza. <laughs> but yes, it's highly worth it. All right, good deal. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I'll, uh, I'll just jump in with what I've been playing, because Dave, I see in our document, you've got quite a list to talk about, and I want to give you time to do that, but um, I've been um, playing Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, really not a whole lot. I think I've only played about maybe 15 or so hours. Uh, let me pull up the game on my gamer card. Uh, yeah, according to this, oh, according to this, I played 21 hours, a lot more than I thought. Um, but I've barely <laughs> scratched the surface. I'm playing it on the second to hardest difficulty, uh, which is where I usually like to play my games. And um, I was just getting my butt handed to me for, like, the first five hours of that game. So I really was working on just grinding these low-level missions so I could level up. Because one thing I did hear through the grapevine is that if you spend too much time in the very first, like, map zone, um, you will get ridiculously overpowered and the game will be really easy. So I kind of wanted to do that. <laughs> um, and, and I've gotten to the point where I can kind of do some more of the missions now. But I still even haven't even gotten to the game's... Uh, you get a, a place called, like, Skyhold at some point, which is, like, your castle of operations. I haven't even gotten to that yet. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to playing more of it. I'm enjoying it. It's got some weird quirkiness to it, uh, weird bugs and stuff, which there are patches coming. But I've only unlocked, like, 13 of the 50 achievements. So I've got a lot more to dig into, and I'll, I'll probably be playing mm. that um, quite a bit over the next couple of months uh, because I, I don't like to bounce back and forth between games uh, too much. But I did do that... Um, I did do that to play uh, the Game of Thrones Telltale game, which, Dave, I know you played it too, so we can chat a little bit. And just for everyone who's listening, um, this is probably going to have some spoilers in it, what I'm talking about. Uh, So if you have not watched the show up to the point where the Red Wedding happens, you probably want to, like, skip ahead a couple of minutes (laughs) Um, and if you have not played the game and really want to play the game, you might want to skip ahead a couple of minutes too, uh, because I kind of want to hear how Dave's, uh, playthrough panned out because I bet we had some differences, but, um, now I'm going to dive into it. Uh, basically, uh, the (laughs) Game of Thrones game takes place, it starts the night of the Red Wedding, where just crap goes down, man. Like if you, yeah, if you ever <laughs> want to see <laughs> just the best YouTube compilation of people losing their mind, just YouTube red wedding reactions because people lost their <laughs> mind. I lost my mind when I saw it, um, but I've only read the first book. I'm going to start on the second at some point. I'm fully caught up on the show, so I was like primed. I was des- I really wanted to get some more Game of Thrones, and I think Telltale did a great job with it. Um, we're, we're changing how we're doing our episodic reviews, so we're not putting scores on each episode, but we're going to give a score to the season. 
But if I had to put a, a numeric score on this, this would definitely be like a 4.5 out of 5. Because if you are a Game of Thrones fan, you should definitely be playing this game. Um, if you are a Telltale fan, but not a Game of Thrones fan, I would be like, yeah, you, you might want to get away, stay away from it. Because it's very important that you know the Game of Thrones world for you to enjoy this game. Because you'll see characters from the show characters referenced in the books and you'll kind of have an innate sense of, I need to watch this guy. Like you will get, um, Ramsey snow plays a pretty prominent part in it. And he's just crazy. He's like a psychotic, absolute insane psychopath, which is redundant. Cause he's psychopath twice, but he's crazy and you have to interact <laughs> with him. And then you also interact with Cersei and, uh, Tyrion Lannister, so understanding their relationship is really important. Uh, Marjorie Tyrell's in it. And understanding her relationship between the Queen uh, is very important. But basically, you're bouncing around between three different protagonists. Um, they're all members of House Forrester in some way or another who, who are a minor house in the North. But basically, at the end, I had a guy die, like, really viciously. And that was just, boom, the end. And I was like... What? It's like, no! What? Just, <laughs> yeah. No way! So, they did a really good job capturing that George R. R. Martin sense of, we're gonna kill somebody that you thought was important. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> Dave, did, did your guy die at the end as well? He did indeed, yep. Oh my uh, gosh. I, yep. <laughs> but I was, trying to be, I was trying to be really nice as well. Oh, really? I was kind of like skirting the line, because I'm like, I'm not gonna be totally weak, but I'm not gonna like get in this guy's face. <laughs> I've been as nice as I could, and it was just no, didn't matter. <laughs> wow. So, who did you pick to be your sentinel? Did you pick the? Who did you pick to be your sentinel? There were like two guys. There's a guy who's like a very military soldiery guy, and there's a guy who's more diplomatic. Who did you pick to be your sentinel? I went for the military guy. I went for the military guy as well, um, which is interesting. And I didn't get to see the choicey feedback because I think I played it before it had a lot of people, uh, a yeah, lot I of think gamers I downloaded it as it came out. Yeah. So I kind of want to see how many people echoed my choices and just which choices are going to be important. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I really am looking forward to playing the rest of them. Um, how, how about you, Dave? Yeah. I, I love the way they captured kind of the essence of the films and the books, you know, switching between characters and you, you got the sense of the whole world type thing, different interactions. Uh, the story was brilliant. The only thing I thought was a bit of a downside was the actual, the characters from the uh, TV show, they sounded really great. The acting was great. Some of those were a bit wooden. Yeah. yeah. That was probably the only thing I could probably, probably say as a negative. Everything else was brilliant. And even the art style was quite weird. <laughs> yeah, I like. I actually I saw some people not liking the art style in like other reviews, and I actually <laughs> liked it. I thought they did a good job of balancing uh, the real actors who play those roles with making yeah. it very stylized. Although, I got to say, like the actress who plays Marjorie Terrell, really good-looking really good looking and she is not good looking in this game like she looks like some sort of lizard face um it's it, i was like man she should be contacting her agent because they did not do a good job of so i've not seen any of the program which probably makes me very unusual in the gaming world um would it would there be any point in me picking up this title no okay not at all no game you, score yeah, yeah that, would, that I would be it. would i get it <laughs> Yeah, you would get it. It's, you cannot miss any of the achievements if you play it. But you would... I feel like you, you might enjoy the story, because it's an interesting story. 
you'd be completely lost as to why any of the things that matter. Like, okay. the Red Wedding happens, and basically it throws the entire kingdom in turmoil because tons of people die, and you start this game outside that feast where you don't know what's happening inside, and all of a sudden you hear that this is the wedding celebration for this guy, and then if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, you realize, crap's about to go down. Right. And then it starts happening, and everyone around you is confused, but knowing what's going on inside really informs how you make your decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so not knowing that will really impact how you play that game. Okay, I won't bother. It's not like I haven't got plenty of other things to be playing yeah, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> you, yeah, you could easily lay off, lay off away this. And I think I actually mentioned that in the review, that if you are not a Telltale fan, you probably want to stay away from it. If you are not a Game of Thrones fan, you definitely want to stay away from it. But if you are a Game of Thrones fan, you should definitely play it. If you're a Game of Thrones fan who likes Telltale games, you like have already played this. Uh, like, there's nobody who has not played this who is a Game of Thrones fan and a Telltale fan. But if you are that person, definitely play this game. Definitely dig into it. Uh, the one thing that, and, and I kind of want to hear your your take on this too, Dave. There weren't many action sequences like compared to like The Walking Dead or um, the one episode of The Wolf Among Us I played. They usually have. You know, three or four of those action quick time event sequences. Yeah. I feel like there were only like two of them in this entire three hour experience. Yeah, I think so. I could, it was the one where you escape at the beginning, wasn't there? Yeah, that was it. And then there was like a a battle, a, a fight yes. sequence yes. right as you get into the kingdom, and that was it. Yeah, because I was expecting something at the end, you know, before the <laughs> your character dies. I was expecting something there, but no, yeah. that was all story based, wasn't it? Although, in a way, that, that almost makes sense, given Game of, Game of Thrones is much more about uh, the, the source material. It's much more about political machinations and conversation and how, you know, words and letters sent are as dangerous as any battle in the field. So, in a way, it, it kind of serves the source material by not being too combat heavy. But in the same notion, you know, this is much more of an interactive story than it is a game, as opposed yeah. to any of other Telltale efforts. Um but yeah, that that's all I have played since the last podcast. I've been, like I said, I've been really busy. I haven't had a lot of time to play much. So it was basically Dragon Age and Game of Thrones. So I'm very much sucked into fantasy, dragon, lair-y type areas right now. So that's pretty much all I played. But Dave, you got quite a list. So let's dig into what you've been playing. Okay, so I went back to Titanfall for the big title update they did. So it had it. A whole load of new achievements, some new game modes. Um, one of the game modes they had, it was like horde mode on like gears. Yeah. Ooh, nice. So you, you're with your four people and these various difficulties of waves coming at you, starting with just normal grunts from the game leading up to like nuclear titans. And it, that's great fun. I don't, have you played that, Jay? Yeah, I did. I thought it was really tough. Like, it seemed much harder then playing Gears 3 on Horde mode, and I think you really do need to have a group of people you can communicate with for it to work well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Definitely. Uh, did that... Uh, also played the other Telltale game from last month, Tales from the Borderlands. How was that? Because I'm not terribly interested in it. Um, I, I was. I don't think Borderlands has the best type of stories, um, I, exactly. but I kind of want to hear what your thoughts were there. It's same Telltale's kind of formula that you know, but like you say... The Borderlands was all about the the combat, the crazy combination of guns you could create and your different characters. And then this is just... There is action probably more than any of the other games, which is opposite, obviously, from Game of Thrones. But 
I just couldn't get into it as much as the others. The, the story wasn't as interesting. Cause it's never been the strong point of the, the, the story in Borderlands. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. It was good. It's it's probably about two hours long. Very similar to what you expect, but I don't know. It, it didn't seem to add anything to the overall story that we've already got at Borderlands. It's kind of its own little separate thing. And bits, bits of it were a bit confusing to me, to be honest. Mm, got it. Got it. All right. So, would you get? Would you recommend it to people who are fans of Telltale or fans of Borderlands? Neither or both. Uh, fans of Borderlands will probably enjoy it just to have another experience in the world. The art style is really good because they have kind of created mm. you know, that cell shaded look that they had in Borderlands. So it kind of all fits together very nicely. Even things like pressing, you know, the, the options your A and Bs. It's got like the the hood from Borderlands in there, so it all ties in very nice. But yeah, fans of Borderlands, fans of Telltale Games will, fight, will probably enjoy it, but if you're not into either of the other, them, then no, there's very little point. Okay, cool. What else have you been working on? So probably the biggest thing was Far Cry 4. I did the review for the site. So excited for that game. Yes. I've got it on my Christmas list. I should be getting it on Wednesday. Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> it, it's a great game. It's very, Ubisoft have kind of got this formula, haven't they, for their open-world games, like, you know, climb a tower to unlock a bit of the map. Or like do the, the side missions. It's it's absolutely packed. There's probably more side missions than I've played in any kind of open world game. It's just absolutely everywhere. Every little outpost post you unlock adds more missions there. It's, you know, just going through the streets. These people attacking your little missions off at the side here and then. It can be quite overwhelming at times just because there's so many different things to do. Mm. Um, in terms of the game, did you play Far Cry Three? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Probably the the easiest way to sum it up is Far Cry 3 with elephants. Great. I just, I, to be honest, okay. when I played Far Cry 3, I think that I was thinking there's one thing missing from this game. <laughs> um, so now, now they've brought it to 4. Brilliant. They haven't done a great deal to kind of expand on Far Cry 3. Do you, do you know, like, if you played Assassin's Creed 2 yeah. and Brotherhood and... To be honest, that was the best... They kind of added a tiny little I bit I thought to that it. was their best... Um, imp- you know, when they found... After the first game, which... I found it anyway with Assassins, and I, di- I didn't play Far Cry. Yeah. I did play Far Cry 2, and I didn't get on with that game at all, actually. found that very different. Um, once they've pretty much nailed it, it's little tweaks from there, isn't it? And that's why I think the jump from 2 to Brotherhood was fantastic. It was just tiny, and it just did tiny little tweaks, and I imagine this will be very similar. So, yeah, it's very similar to that. Is it a decent story? Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's a long story. It's probably the first time, like, shh, if anybody from work hears this, like, I actually had to take a sick day <laughs> to finish the story. I was running out of time. I was I was playing it and I was doing four or five hours a night and I was going through the story and then it got to, like, getting towards where the review needs to be published and I realised I'd only done probably about two-thirds of the story wow. missions. So I was like, wow, I'm going to have to take a sick day off work here. So <laughs> took a sick day and managed to go through it in a day. But yeah, it's easily a 40-hour experience. And the good thing is there's loads of collectibles and things around the world, but you don't have, the achievements don't require you to get everything. Right, good. So you can kind of just do the bare minimum of, of each little thing. Uh, what else did I play? Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. I know you spoke about that quite a bit last time. Yep. I did. Have you finished it? Have you got the full... No, I'm not sure. as good as you at it. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. The way Is it the online ones that you haven't got? No, I, I did them with... I did the. I did it with you, didn't oh, I? Did the, Super Tiger Woods? Yes, you Super Tiger Woods. Shout out, Super Tiger Woods. He had this br- pretty decent method, didn't he, for getting that done. Yeah, he knows what he's doing, uh, that lad. The survival thing. Uh, went d- back to it and just did the ones for... What was it? Playing 30 minutes with each different exosuit. 
did that. My, the things I've got left, oh, yeah. basically, the way I play Call of Duty is I always play it first through on Veteran, and I don't like to look at any guys, you know, what the collectibles are. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's exactly how I did it, actually. So I'll go through it, and then I'll kind of go back and... So it's just the intel? Yeah, intels there. and a few of the, like, odd, you know, level-specific yeah, things. The, yeah, the bonus yeah. stuff on the levels, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I enjoyed that going that second playthrough, although, because you you found that you've picked generally picked up a few bits of intel on the way through, yeah, yeah, so you don't exactly. have to get every single bit. Um, even more fun than the first time around, because I was playing it on <laughs> yeah, easy, obviously, because I'd done the veteran, want, yeah. and you just fly through. And the stuff that you were like really getting stuck on before is just so much fun. You can just like, storm straight in there, and everything gets completely destroyed. But um, I, yeah, I would recommend you do that when you get some spare time, because that's, that's a nice completion. Um, it, and the intel I'm is... suffering like you a bit, where there's so many games coming up. I know. And I'm starting them, and then I'm not finishing. I'm moving on to the next one, and like I'm a massive Assassin's Creed fan, and I barely, I think I've played like 20 minutes in a Unity. Really? Okay. Not because I was afraid of the glitches, but then I got Far Cry oh, yeah. 4 review to do, and then another <laughs> game came out, and then another game came out, and I was just oh, so much to go back through. Thank, thank the Lord for January and February. But what I will say. Yeah. Uh, the, the TA app is brilliant, you know, for oh. going back through through doing the... Uh, I've remembered why we've invited Dave on. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the way I game, like, my Xbox is in my front room, it's like in the big telly yeah. in the house. I haven't got a computer or anything like that, so when I'm doing guides, I'm normally on my phone or a mm-hmm. tablet and going through it. Having the app, you know, just snap down the side, play, watch a level, bump, do-do-do-do. Brilliant. I think that's amazing how you can just do that. That's probably oh. the best feature that I'm using the most often. Yes, so that was good. what we thought when we were doing Well done to you for that. Thanks. <laughs> Cheers. That's good to hear that people are using it. Um, the other probably thing, the main thing I play, I- IDAB. Oh, uh, yeah. I- yeah, Day- tell us about that. IRB. It's the craziest thing I've played. Uh, so the, 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 I think the uh, developers have been giving out free codes on Twitter. Um, it's actually the game's with gold title for yeah. February, I think. Uh-huh. So I don't know why they're doing it, just maybe testing it, make sure it can handle it. But it's basically, it's, it's like a platform game, mm. but with a ball and teams. Okay. So it's like, these goals, you have to score a goal, it's, it, but it's on platforms, so it's as if you're playing Sonic, but we try to score a goal. Right. Um, okay. It's 3v3, you can play on your own, or you can play local co-op, you can play against other people online. But then there's so much in the game, for the, considering what it is, such a small game. But it's all pixel art. You can yeah, create your own pixel art characters. And then people have put like QR codes online, and you can go and scan them into the game and get different characters, different songs. You can, there's like a, a, a little 8-bit keyboard in there. You, know, you can put your own kind of songs in, so people are recreating Tetris and things like that. It's just so much. And it's, it's, I don't know how they've done it. It's all tied into like social. Mm-hmm. One of the achievements is actually for linking your Twitch account, mm-hmm. and you put your Twitch in, and then if somebody types in achievement with a hashtag in the Twitch comments, that unlocks an achievement. Oh, in the how game. cool is that? So I don't know how they've done it, and I think there's one. I think you can do that with Twitter as well. I don't, I don't know how that works. Oh, there's like even like a little that. Twitter feed running through the bottom and things. It is brilliant. But there's so much in it, and it's it's such a simple little game. You could probably a game. I think there's four rounds in a game. Will probably last you under ten minutes, mm-hmm. and it's just constant fast-paced action. It's brilliant. I saw I, you'd completed it. it. Um, yeah, in a couple of hours. Wise, it's really yeah, simple, yeah, achievement wise. Yeah. There's probably one achievement you're going to need a second controller for, or mm-hmm. have a, a, a team of people playing online. Oh, I'm looking forward to that coming out then. So it's free in Feb. Free in February. It's the games with gold in February. Yeah. Oh, hey. And by then there should be so much content. Like I was putting Optimus Prime and 
stormtroopers in my team, you create teams and things like that. It's brilliant. <laughs> All these little people doing great That's probably why they're letting the codes out now, yeah. if it's, you can make content, yeah, so brilliant. that's pretty cool. Alright. Nice. Anything else for the good of the order? Um, pretty much just a Telltale Games, because we've got the Mods versus Managers little competition going on at the moment. Oh, I, yeah, I haven't yeah. got a ton of time at the moment with Christmas coming up, and it's been probably the busiest kind of couple of months in work. So for quick score, I've been going back doing The Walking Dead Season 1 and 2, The Wolf Among Us again on the Xbox One. All right. Well, let's jump into some news. Uh, We had a couple of site news announcements that came out. So, Rich, uh, I know one of them was you released an update for the app. Why don't you tell us about that? We did. We released a small update um, for the app, which included some localization stuff so that we could finally push this out to... Probably there was, I think there was another 15 countries or, or so that were non-English speaking that we hadn't released in so far. Um, plus there were a couple of bugs um, that people noticed in the actual app that we fixed. Um, and we've also added a couple of small features. So we added a um, choose account button. So if you've got multiple accounts on the system, you can actually press a button and up the account picker comes up. Um, but probably the one that will make the most difference to our audience is the invite to party chat button from a gaming session so if you're in a gaming session and the gaming session is about to start uh, you will see an invite session to party uh, button if you click that it will send an invite to everybody that's in the gaming session that isn't uh, yet in your party so um, pretty useful I imagine it takes a well, I know from personal experience, it takes a bit of time to get everybody in a party normally, so hopefully that makes things easier for you. Especially oh, yeah. in the Xbox One. It seems to be really yeah. long-winded to have people. Oh, and people were also asking if there was a way to view um, actual profiles on the Xbox from a gamer. So there is, and I think it, it's always been there, but it's I guess it's sort of hidden. So people wanted to know, presumably, so they could start a chat or add them as a friend. Um, if you're looking at a gaming session, you'll see the list of gamers that are in that if you actually click on that gamer it will go to his page for that game so you'll see all the achievements he's won in that game but there'll also be a little button on the bottom left for viewing their xbox gamer card and from that you can add them as a friend send them a message uh invite them to a party anything else so that stuff i think it was already there um but uh it's sort of a little bit tucked away um and i think that was it yeah we made some more um performance improvements in various places and just tidied up some styling in a few places as well. But um, there's a lot more to come. This was just a sort of first patch patch rather than a proper content update. Cool. Uh, as well as that, we added some pro account benefits this yes. uh, month for users with pro. So, um, as you know, we beefed up our infrastructure over the last six months or so to, in anticipation of the app launch. We knew we were going to have a lot more games on the site using the app etc etc in the database so we we made a we've improved some servers we bought some new ones and we've also added some additional ones as well um and as it turned out that all the performance improvements we made we did some stuff in the code in the database as well um have meant that we've got actually quite a lot of spare capacity so rather than just it sit there i thought why not reward the people that help pay for those servers so um trophy cases have been expanded friend feed limits have been expanded um, you can now have up to 100 gamer goals um, active at any time, 50 site leaderboard tracking uh, bots, and 1,000 items in your to-do list now. So um, quite a lot of pro 
benefits for those that, that have pro uh if you don't you can get it on site it's 15 bucks for a year or 10 pounds for a year um and good value <laughs> i think, I think yeah, we all I agree think, yeah, yeah definitely and a great present as well you can actually gift um pro account so if you wanted to do that then it's very easy all to right. do Good deal. Um, other site news, and I'll let Dave kind of talk a little more about this, is that GTASC 2015 registration is now open. That just opened today, hot off the press. So yes. scoring Literally. marathon challenge, straight true achievement score challenge. It's popping achievements. Great true achievement score challenge. Yes, GTASC, that's what it stands for. Uh, I can talk a bit about this too because I've just done all the code for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably know more about the ins and outs Alrighty. than Dave does. Um, this is a bit different. We've got, rather than just it being a single team event um, with eliminations, uh, quite often in the past people have said, oh, you know, I really want to do it, but I don't, you know, don't want to let my team down. I can't guarantee that I'll have time every week to enter. So we were actually running two side-by-side contests this year. There is a team event which is for teams of three people and exactly three people to enter. Um, and there also alongside that is an individual event. So it's going to be similar rules to every previous year. That is, there are periods of a week. During uh, those periods, there is a set number of teams that will be eliminated at the end of that period. And the way it works is we look at your true achievement score at the start of the period, your true achievement score at the end of the period. The difference in that is your score for the period. And the bottom X teams get kicked out, depending on how many teams we're going to have in the whole competition. And the contest lasts a whole year, but it's highly unlikely that you'll make it through to the <laughs> end. Uh, going on personal experience, you've got to be pretty dedicated to get anywhere near like September, really. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, the individual contest, um, should spice things up a bit this year. Uh, there's forums and stuff if you've got any questions. So, yeah, we've added extra stats as well. So there'll be a ton of additional stats in this. You'll be able to see um, the most played games for any one period or across the whole competition. You'll see leaderboards that are not just for the period. They're across the whole thing for teams and gamers individually. Um, You can see what the most popular achievements people are popping off to give you some ideas of easy ones you can pick up. But there's a ton of stuff around it. It doesn't cost anything to enter it. It's a laugh. Um, I recommend you, you enter it. It's not going to cost you anything, and it's quite good. But it's good fun to go back and try and clear up some achievements in games. That's that's what I use it for generally. It's like, oh, I can actually go back and I've got these old achievements that are kicking about in games that I started and never finished. So it's good for tidying up your, your old stuff. Did you? I don't know. If you, did you mention then that if you get eliminated from the team competition, you can still compete in the individual? Yeah, they're, they're, although they're running at the same time, they're entirely separate. So you could get kicked out from the the team one and continuing the individual and vice versa um, depending on how you score um, so right. yeah sign up oh it start. by the way it starts in the actual contest starts on January 11th and I think registration is closing on January the 5th um, so you've got two weeks to enter I should also say if you enter the, if you want to if you fancy the, the sound of the team one but you don't have people to play with you haven't got a team of three worked out already just sign up anyway you'll get allocated if you want as you enter the team event you'll get put into a unallocated player team and then uh you can either go from that to other teams you can uh people can invite you into their team or if it gets to the end of the um registration period and you're still not in a team we will uh randomly allocate people to teams so um 
you can still play with people and you can still enter both contests even if you haven't got anything organized at this point all righty then um <laughs> nice <laughs> let's uh <laughs> you've been practicing no <laughs> i we don't want to go down this rabbit hole of all the funny voices and no, imitations i do because we'll be here all day um okay let's, uh, let's, move on. let's chat a little bit about halo so if you have Halo the Master Chief Collection and have been trying to play multiplayer, you are no doubt aware that that thing has its fair share <laughs> of problems. Um, to make up for those problems, obviously 343 has been putting out several patches to get matchmaking stabilized and make things run as smoothly as they were supposed to at launch. But they went a little above and beyond this past week and have decided to make it up to fans who've bought in early and have been experiencing these problems. So in a uh, post, they've said that if you played the Master Chief Collection between its release on November 11th and December 19th, you're going to get the following freebies. You're going to get a month of Xbox Live Gold, an exclusive in-game nameplate, and an exclusive in-game avatar. (laughs) I know, but wait, there's more. Uh Uh-huh, there's more? You will also be getting (laughs) the Relic map for Halo 2 Anniversary, um, which is one of the better maps that was for multiplayer, Um, and it's going to be uh, mainly used on Slayer and Objective Mode, so it's very versatile. But the big thing, and this is the thing that would have gotten me interested if I would have played, is that they're going to be remastering the Halo 3 ODST campaign, which is probably my favorite Halo campaign. Uh, so that is, and it's all free. If you played between yeah. the launch and December 19th, you get all of those things for free. Um, I think this is kind of an unprecedented step they're taking uh, to really make up for the fact that they launched a broken game. Uh, well, I, I don't know. It's interesting that this has happened after the Unity um, giveaway. Well, yeah. Um, uh, which was even arguably bigger than that, in that you got a choice of six full titles, um, including Far Cry 4. In fact, there were two, I think there were two games when they announced it that weren't even out yet, which was pretty, I think that's unprecedented. This seemed to be pretty much the least they could do. I assume that they probably have already been working on ODST. Once, yeah, you've got to imagine the base engines for the most recent games are uh, similar, so you can imagine that they've probably got stuff that they can do quite easily for that. Um, Unlike you, I didn't particularly enjoy ODST, so I've been like, well... But um, I have played. I have played played one level of uh, Reach. Uh, sorry, of Halo. So I will be getting that for free. Um, but I do need to go back and just play some more Halo at some yeah. point. Um, uh, yeah, I know Michelle has been playing a lot of Halo, so hopefully we can get her to jump in on this in January when we come back after holiday. Uh, Dave, are you, I know we've played Gears together in the past, but are you a Halo guy, Dave? Not especially, <laughs> to be honest. I think I've played a little bit of Halo 3 and I played the campaign in Halo Reach. Mm, I like and that. Halo is, Reach. That is about my whole experience with Halo. You've got to assume Halo Reach will be uh, next on the list, I would guess. Yeah, you can. I imagine they're going to be. That'll be a large DLC pack or something. <coughs> yeah. How, how many achievements yeah. is this game going to finish with? Uh, there's part of me that wonders if they're going to make any of these available for individual purchase because I will totally buy Halo 3 ODST if they put it as a digital release. For That's an interesting months. question, actually. As a standalone on its own. To be honest, the yeah. whole game yeah. was only 40, 40 bucks, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I, I. Well, and that also makes me wonder: Are they ever going to release a Game of the Year edition of this that includes <laughs> ODST and all of the other crap? Because uh, it, it, this is completely irrational of me, but ODST is like the one thing I would totally like pay money for right now uh, because I really liked that. Much. I wish I could give you mine, but I don't think that will work. <laughs> no, I don't think that'll work either. Damn. Um, speaking of things that probably won't work. Uh, Telltale, <laughs> yes. Telltale made another <laughs> announcement. They, they're not content to be doing Game of Thrones, Tales from the Borderlands, The Walking Dead, and The Wolf Among Us. They're now going to be doing something with Minecraft. They're going to be doing Minecraft Story Mode. Now... I had to check the calendar when I saw this to make sure it wasn't <laughs> April. Yeah, because I... I honestly think my April Fool's joke that I wrote about Telltale doing a Downton Abbey game made more sense than this. I think you're right. Now, Perhaps they've read it. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, so here's... All right, business talk. Minecraft makes crap tons of money. Microsoft has bought Minecraft. Microsoft and Telltale might see this as a possible money-making venture because you'll get all the little kitties who spend all their days in Minecraft possibly jumping in on this because Minecraft just prints money. So... In a way, I could see this being a smart business move, but in the other hand, I'm like, they're going to just How's make a story? Work? How is this going to work? I, <laughs> I I, don't know. It's This, to me, seems like the most far-flung thing they could have ever announced, um, just because Minecraft lacks a story. So I it did, so the announcement was seemed to be quite popular though. Yeah. Uh, when when the story got published, our Twitter was get that story was getting retweeted all over the place. Yeah, there's a fair it's, amount it's, of um, comments on the story. Well, well and so. I'm looking at some of these comments, and the first ones are like, uh, "Um, what?" and "This seems like an odd <laughs> choice." <laughs> and face calm. <laughs> Since when was April Fools in December? Uh, yeah. There we go. Yeah, the, a lot of these are odd choice. What? Minecraft has a story. I am shocked. Uh, wait, what? This will be interesting. A shocked emoji. I love Minecraft, but this is... Uh, I'm going to edit out that word. <laughs> interesting. So, I think a lot of the comments are just, I don't get this. Why are they doing this? And, you know, they're doing this because of money. That's why they're doing this. But I just don't understand how this could actually be anything compelling. So... I leave it to you to prove us wrong, Telltale. Yeah, well, I don't think we've got long to last either. Uh, to wait, rather, it's, I think it's early next year, isn't it? I, oh gosh, I don't know. Do they even put a timeline on it? I just literally. Well, they said 2015, but I. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine it takes very long to. Yeah. <laughs> something like this. 2015. So really, they got a 12-month window there. So yeah. I personally, I I think they've got to be focusing more on Tales from the Borderlands and, and Game of Thrones right now, and. I they probably so. have another team working <laughs> on this. So. Yeah. Telltale Games must have like, like every developer in the world working for them now. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, other news. Uh, we got another re-release coming, or another definitive Yay. edition. Uh, Capcom is putting DMC Devil May Cry and Devil May Cry 4 onto the Xbox One. Uh, so, another re-release coming to Xbox One. Uh, did either of you play either of these games? Um, I think I played 3 was the last one I played, but it might have been 4. I can't actually remember now. Um, when did 4 come out? That's a really good question. I'm actually getting ready to look at that myself, because I bought that 
Capcom bundle that had like Lost Planet, Dead Rising, and One of the Devil May Cries in it, and I didn't like any of those games. <laughs> so no, I yeah, I have played four. I've got two achievements in four. <laughs> this just like what is the, you look at this right? This is like looking at one of my game pages that is an RP, um, RPG. Yeah. It's just like the first two are green, <laughs> and then everything else is red. Um, but it tells me that I played it for half an hour and didn't get on with it. Yeah. Uh, I'm really. I think it's been a while since I've played a Devil May Cry. I just don't really get them. Yeah, I'm not. Hack and slash isn't my thing. No. It, thing. Yeah, I'm. There's a lot of things that I just do not like about that game. One is uh, the last one that I played, and I'm I'm literally trying to find it right here. Uh, I played Devil May Cry Four. Um, there was just the. There's a lot of uh, sexual objectification in that game, which I'm like, I th- find that unnecessary. And then the general gameplay style of perfectionist button mashing, I just, I don't enjoy it. And then the story didn't really make a ton of sense to me. So I was, eh, alright, whatever. Some people like it, and more power to Mm -hmm. them, but it's it's not for me. I got nine achievements in that game. Yeah, I was just looking. You got got seven more than me. So, Um. so good news. If you like Devil May Cry, you can play it on the Xbox One. Um, Great. Uh, Yeah. Speaking of, so the DMC. Yeah. Sorry, the other game of, of in that story, the DMC Devil May Cry. That was a reboot of the right, original. Was, so is this going to be a remastered reboot? I think so. Yeah, of the original. And it was made <laughs> wow. by Ninja Theory. <laughs> okay. So uh, it was. I know a lot of hardcore fans of Devil May Cry had some issues with that, just because they changed Dante's look yes. and all that stuff. But this is a uh, more game. More game on Xbox One. Mm. Um, More same game. Uh, Another announcement that came out is Rockstar's officially getting ready to launch online heists for GTA V. So, finally. This is something they promised for, like, since GTA V came out on the Xbox 360, they've been promising this. So is this for both platforms? Uh, I think so. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it's coming early 2015. Uh, So you've both played way more GTA 5 than I have. So is this something that you've been like waiting for with bated breath or have you been moving on from GTA 5 because you're just done with I've, it? I've barely played any of the online of GTA 5. I did quite enjoy some of it. And I should point out, this is the 360 version I'm talking about here. Um, but to be honest, having seen the trailers and everything else I've seen for the Xbox One version, I'm really tempted to pick it up again and run through it again. Just, I love the idea of it being in first person, and the driving stuff looked amazing. So, there's a high possibility that I think if I was playing it again, then I would dive into this, because it does sound like something I would really enjoy. Um, there's a game that came out last year, or maybe even early this year, which was an on, I think it was PC only, but eventually it came out on 360 as well, um, which is an online bank robbery thing. I can't actually remember what it's called now. Um, but that's supposed to be brilliant, and people raved about that at Gamescom last year. So um, this is something that I think I'd find pretty enjoyable if I actually put some time into it. Right. I think I'll jump back into it with this one, because I, I was kind of stuck in the grind between you know, like, trying to get level 100 online. Yeah. It was a bit of a grind, and after, after you got so far, you were just repeating the same things over and over and mm. over again. So once this comes out, I think I'll jump back into it just for something fresh. Okay, well, I'll, I will jump in with uh, on you. Yeah, you have no, got I, the one hopefully version. Hopefully, it's under my Christmas tree in a few days. <laughs> oh, okay. So, will you play it on? Because I, I, I think I've asked for it for Christmas too. So, um, maybe we'll play some of that in the new year. 
But this hasn't even got a date yet. No, they they said early 2015, I think. All right, okay. So hopefully, you know, soon into January, but we'll see. So, all right, two other games coming to Xbox One. Um, IDARB, Dave already talked about that, but that is coming. It's going to be the free game in February uh, for Xbox One, so that's good. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that now because it sounds crazy. Um, but uh, the, the developers are giving away some codes. Is that right, Dave? Do yeah. Do you have any more I info on how they're doing that? Uh, there's uh, the actual IDARB game on Twitter. He, they've been tweeting quite a few codes. I think is uh, the developer, I can't, uh, Mike Mika, at Mike J. Mika on Twitter. He's been giving away. And then I know Major Nelson and a few of them kind of people have been giving them out as well. Just How did you get your one? Ask, ask nicely. I just asked All nicely. Right. <laughs> there you go. So can, I, can I have a code, please? And, it, and he gave me a code. So, it's a bit life lesson for you there. Yeah, exactly. So be nice. Yeah. Use Twitter to be nice. Great Twitter. Yeah. All right. Uh, another game coming to Xbox One, Dark Souls 2, getting ported into the Xbox One. Um, they have teased some graphical updates to this, which I, I think will make some people happy because uh, when they initially revealed Dark Souls 2, they were doing, they showed off a lot of the uh, graphics improvements and lighting improvements, and then the final release didn't contain a lot of those. So hopefully those um, updates are coming to the new Xbox One edition. Um, I played a little bit of Dark Souls, but I played it at a very dark time in my life and didn't get very far and then shelved it and said, maybe I'll come back to this someday. Uh, We'll see if I actually do. But uh, Rich, I know you are not interested in Dark Souls. (laughs) Dave? Isn't this like the the RPG of RPGs? This is the one. This is the one if you enjoy, if you, if you enjoy sadomasochism, you enjoy Dark Souls. Yeah. Let's remember how right, bad I am right, with Shadows right. of Mordor. Let's, let's say this game is not for um, me. Dave, are you a Dark Souls person at all? Not at all. I'd, I'd say me and Rich have quite similar taste in games. And yeah, um, RPGs and things like that just aren't my cup of tea at all. So no, I'll be skipping this one. All right, fair enough. So we're both marching on. So <laughs> let's march on. Um, we put out the call to all of you to send us some mailbag questions. So we're going to do a mailbag segment now. Um it's kind of like Santa, where Santa pulls presents out of his bag and distributes them to the boys and girls. You guys stuffed our bag full of questiony presents. So now we're going to open those questiony presents, <laughs> and our gifts to you will be answering them. Uh, this is the worst Christmas ever. This is ever, the Joe. worst Christmas ever. Uh, let's start. Uh, first question comes from Here's Johnny, um, who asks, If you could choose one game to be remastered from the 360 to the one... What would it be? Fallout 3 for me. Um, Fallout 3 is a great answer. I think uh, I would enjoy that, but really, I just want Fallout 4. That's what I want there. Uh, if mm. It's a good topical yeah. question, though, isn't it? And the amount of stuff, as we've just discussed, the amount of stuff that's now coming out. I would totally play Bioshock again on the Xbox One. I, would love I knew you were going to say Every, that. Everyone knows this. It's my answer. <laughs> if it's not Bioshock, it's Mass Effect. If it's not Mass yeah, well, Effect, Well, that was going to be Fallout. my answer. Yeah. So my, mine would be Bioshock just because I love that game so much and want to play it over again. Uh, so Rich, what what did you say yours was? Yeah, I'm going to say the. I know it says game, but I'm going to say the Mass Effect series. I could I would happily play that again. And I think when I first played one, I really didn't didn't get on with it at all. Um, but I fell in love with two, and I and I really enjoyed three as well. And I think now I could possibly go back and appreciate one. Oh, I don't I don't um, know. So That's, that the gameplay in one. Ugh. Gosh, I, I really... I well, let's say it. they fix that yeah, if they, as part of okay, this remastering If they made the process. gameplay more like 2 and 3 and 1, I would 
definitely go and replay it over again. But I got the full completion on the first Mass Effect, and it took a long wow. time. I think I played through that game yeah. like four or five times to get it. Um, but yeah, Dave, what do you want to? See, what would you like to see ported? Uh, probably Red Dead. Yeah, mm. nice. Imagine Red Dead, but with like the the full upgrade treatment, like how good GTA yeah. looks. Yeah, I loved. I got so immersed in Red Dead; it was brilliant. That was yeah, Red Dead. Me. Red Dead is my favorite Rockstar game. Um, which I, we'll talk about this a little more in, in a coming question. But I think Take Two or Two K teased that more news on Red Dead will be coming this year. So I'm excited about that. Yes, um, so I've just thought exciting. of another one. I said, to be honest, when you think about this question, you think about big open world games, don't you? Or something that possibly they they had to rain back in on the graphics because it was so massive and the 360 couldn't quite cope. There was a um, French Revolution game, which I've completed, completely forgotten the name of now, but we did it as an Easter egg um, sometime last year that I loved, which was open world uh, French Revolution stuff. Oh, the it was the Saboteur. Yeah, amazing the Saboteur. Game. There yeah. you go. I think that would, that I'd love to play game. that again. Amazing and I think, it, how, I, I think it would be amazing on Xbox One. So there you go. Unfortunately, that developer is no longer around. But that would be good. <laughs> well, that wasn't a rule. <laughs> You're right, that was not a rule. Somebody still owns that IP. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, Daryl Maple asks, what is the best gaming-related Christmas present you have received? Um, I typically get a game or two for Christmas, so it's really hard for me to pick just one, but I was really excited. I think it was right after my wife and I got married. She got me Assassin's Creed 2 which was really awesome. So I really liked that. Uh, Rich, what was the Yeah, my, f- my very first gaming-related Christmas present um, is the best one, which was an Atari 2600 when I was just a, w- a, wee, a wee little boy <laughs> back in the day. And weirdly, I got, it, I got another one. I think I told this story on a podcast a little while ago. But last year, my friend um, re-bought me a 2600, which I'd obviously had lost over the years um so i've actually received this twice for christmas (laughs) both times it's been pretty spectacularly amazing so yeah atari 2600 look it up folks yep i i I am familiar with that but i never had one so uh dave what was yours i think um the sega game gear oh oh my gosh you had a game gear too yes oh my gosh i remember we got like a a little carry case for it and an extra like a battery pack yep. and the little magnifying glass for it i was playing hours and hours of um what was it mickey mouse castle of illusion i think it was uh, i and donald duck lucky dan capers what a game <laughs> <laughs> disney themed games yeah yeah i got them as a kid and that was amazing that was probably the best thing i've ever received ever i think oh uh, i remember i remember i got a game gear instead of a game boy because i was like oh it's color it's so much better and now I'm like, yeah. I totally should have gotten the Game Boy. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Sega supported that very well or for very long with many games. But actually, I found my Game Gear. I was going through stuff, and I found it last year. And I almost wow. thought about turning it back on again. But then I, I thought better of that. Um, <laughs> but good call. All right. Uh, next question comes from Matt Atom. Uh, with a festive question. Do any of your respective families, partners, friends, and you have a gaming holiday tradition? If so, how did it originate? For example, ours is always sitting down and having a hectic time playing CNET and Beatles Rock Band. Uh, I, I, I don't really... I'm kind of the only gamer mm. in my family, really, either side. I know I, I have a cousin in Minnesota who plays Xbox. 
Um, but we really don't, my family is very much not video gaming. Uh, the one thing we did do is before the wife and I were married, um, I think the first time she introduced me to her uh, extended family, everyone was playing like Wii Sports. Yeah. So we were all just that playing Christmas. Wii Sports. Everyone in the that world Christmas, spent yeah. that Christmas doing Wii Bowling, I think. <laughs> yeah. There were 80-year-old women and men playing games for the first time in their life. It was a happy time. Yes. But Smashing yeah, that was. I don't think I could call that a tradition, but that was certainly a thing I did for two years running <laughs> before the we got consigned to the loft. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we. I'm the same as you. We don't really have. Uh, I'm. I'm really the only gamer in the family at the moment. But our game, you know, when we play games and stuff, it tends to be like board games or quizzes and stuff like that. Not actually video game games. But um, good question, still. Yeah, Dave, you got a gaming tradition. Not really. Christmas Eve, I'm normally far too drunk to do anything. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and That's when gaming's the best, though. Having yeah, having yeah. two young children, like as soon as they're in bed, it's like frantically wrapping presents and things and then falling asleep. <laughs> so that's pretty much <laughs> my Christmas Eve's last few years. <laughs> the, the wife and I just wrapped presents last night. We were drinking and we put Netflix on on the Xbox One. I think we watched like Muppet Christmas Carol and Bing Crosby's White Christmas well, I'm drinking surge and whiskey and wrapping presents. Nice. Uh, it was it was it was an evening. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Smokey D Bear asks, which unannounced games do you want to be announced slash released in the year 2015? So this is basically, I think, the sequel question. What games do you want to see get sequels announced? Because the ones Smokey suggested are Fallout 4, Left 4 Dead 3, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. Um, they're good choices, if, actually. Yeah, if yeah. Fallout 4 does not get announced in 2015, I am going to walk to flippin' Bethesda, Maryland. <laughs> People have been saying that fine for the last four years. And I'm going to, like, shake him by the lapel and say, <laughs> give me my Fallout 4. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2, I think we might actually get that. Uh, really? Just because, I hope so. Or at least, I think we'll get it announced, because... Um, I did some Twitter research, and by that I just read tweets other people researched. But the <laughs> the studio that made the original Red Dead Redemption has like 35 open positions for hiring right now. Ooh, the publisher right. in an earnings call said we could expect some news about Red Dead Redemption this year. So I'm thinking we're going to get some news about Red Dead Redemption this year. Um, just because it was such That'd a smash sweet. hit and everyone it, – it was pretty much universally loved. So I, I think we're going to get those things. Um Aside from those two, I don't think you're going to get Left 4 Dead 3, mainly because the, the team that made that is making Evolve. Yeah. So I think that's where that kind of talent went. But mm-hmm. uh, Fallout 4, Red Dead Redemption 2, those are really great choices that I would say. Um, the next Mass Effect, I, I hope Bioware announces that yeah. this year. That's on mine. Um, and then. I've said. Peggle three, which is the one that everything <laughs> everyone's looking forward to, I think the most. Um, and then I, I, I know. Or Vancouver, uh, the Black Tusk studio up in Vancouver, they're working on something Gears related. So I'm, I'm hoping yes, we hear Gears, something about that Gears this 5 year. was also on my list. Um, but that, that, I know that's kind of, I probably stole all the good ones there, but. Yeah, cheers. Sorry. Uh, Rich, uh, you, you mentioned Peggle <laughs> no, no, 3, was there any, anything else? I'm going to mention uh, New Need for Speed Dame because I really enjoyed the last one. But that's boring racing stuff. No one cares. Um, wouldn't it be great if there was a FIFA 16 as well? I think that would be pretty <laughs> magical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe another Call of Duty game. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be great if, if only, if only we got one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Are you listening to us? <laughs> um, Dave, what, what are you kind of hoping for this year? I'll probably be totally on my own on this one, but I'd love to see 
another Transformers game. Ooh, in the oh, yeah. I've not played any of those. I th- I'm a Transformers kind of geek anyway, but I think Fall of Cybertron and War for Cybertron were really good games, and they were in their own right, they were great games, great story, and then they kind of bundled it in with this year's movie release game, and it was not good. So I'd love to see a proper another Transformers game in that series. That would be mine, I think. I've thought of some more. Go on. Okay. Well, I think Just Cause 3 has already been announced now, hasn't it? Um, I think that is definitely coming this year, next year. Yeah. Um, But I'd like to see another Red Faction game. I really enjoyed Red Faction Guerrilla. Yeah. Uh, Another one of those games would would make me happy. And and we also had a year off of Tiger Woods this year, which made me sad, because I always love those games too. So, uh, bring back Tiger Woods, EA. Oh, I thought another one. It probably won't be called called that. Um, Rory McIlroy's... Uh, PGA Tour or whatever, <laughs> and maybe a new SSX. I know SSX is on Games of Gold um, on the 360 uh, this month, I think. Yeah. Uh, which we'll be talking about shortly. So uh, another one of them because I really enjoyed playing that game again. I just thought of another. Sorry, DJ Hero. Oh man, I've still got my decks just by the side of me. Yeah, I got two decks. Love yeah, that game. Brilliant. Love that. Yeah, game. I kind of wonder if Harmonix is is ever going to release any more peripheral focused. Yeah, music good games. question. Um, new generation, I bet some people would buy them, and I, I don't know. I, th- I think when it comes down to those things, a lot of it comes back to retailers wanting to allocate space for I those on right shelves, because yeah. that's valuable space. Um, I think they kind of overdid it, but now there's been a break for so long between a guitar yeah. hero or a rock band, I think it'd probably sell well. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how Fantasia sold, I don't, I'm not actually sure, but um, I think it got good reviews, didn't it? Um, yeah, I know Michelle liked it. <laughs> Yeah, Michelle liked it. That's that's what we know. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question comes from Judgment Dragon. Uh, if you could game with any person, past or present, who would it be and why? And then an edit. What game or games would you play? Um, gosh, that that I've literally been thinking about that question since we put it in, and I'm I'm struggling to come up with somebody really good. Uh, Rich, do you or Dave? Yeah, I did think of someone. Have you seen that? I saw the documentary King of Kong um, early in this year, uh, and there's a guy in that who's not Billy Mitchell. Who's who's Billy Mitchell comes across as um, quite an arrogant, obnoxious person in this documentary, and he's said he's not really like that. But um, basically, it's a documentary set in the seventies where people had these um, arcade. Um, high scores in fact it's probably the 80s by the time they had the, the the records but it's the guy that had the world record for the highest score uh and it's a documentary about a guy trying to beat that record and the guy that was trying to beat the record seemed like a really nice guy and he's, he was called steve weber or weber mm-hmm. i can't actually remember how you pronounce his name uh, but he seemed like a genuinely nice guy and he was properly addicted to donkey kong so i would like to play donkey kong with him so he can teach me how to be good at that game it's <laughs> good it's good uh dave anyone who you'd like to play with um, I've only just seen these questions as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we're, no, we're ambushing uh, This is the hardest one to come uh, up with. It. I, I it might have been something boring, like a, a Manchester United player or something. Yeah, like that, probably just yeah, something easy. Yeah, play FIFA yeah, with yeah, gigs like Eric Cantona, Cristiano Ronaldo, something like that, probably. Yeah, I, I was literally thinking like maybe somebody from Saturday Night Live, like back in the seventies. Like I would love to play, hang out. See, the thing is, I'd love to hang out with tons of people. But I'm like, I don't know how interesting it would be to play video games with them. Because if you're playing video games, you're typically focusing on the video game and you're not really talking to the person a whole lot. Um, but, I mean, I'd love to, like, maybe, like, John Belushi. That could be cool. 
he was on Saturday Night Live back in the 70s. It's really funny. Um, yeah. I don't know. Somebody present, like, I think it'd be fun to play video games with Chris Hardwick, who's Nerdist. I think that could be cool, because he seems like a really affable guy and would be fun. I, I think, Actually, that's what I'm going with. I'm going to go with Chris Hardwick. So, Nerdist... If you're listening to our podcast because you're not making a podcast <laughs> or doing anything like that, I want to play some video games with you. So let's make that happen. Um, no, he's probably not listening. Okay. <laughs> Still, um, worth a try. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on to the last question. I think this is a really good question. The Rook asks, is there a game that you enjoyed so much that you wish you hadn't played it just so you could experience it again for the first time? For me, it would be Portal 2 working out puzzles and listening to genuinely funny dialogue. And that's the best answer that there is. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no point in us trying to beat that, because that's pretty much the first game I thought of when I saw this question. The first game I thought of was, guess, both of you guys. Please guess, don't okay. say the B word. Yeah, I was thinking of the B word. Just because I like games with twists and discovery. I still um, don't know what that twist is yet. I need to finish that game. Oh my god. Rich, just we're, we're ending the podcast now. Go yeah, put in bi- Bioshock. Play it. It's it's like you can, you play it on easy. You can play it on easy and get through like ten okay. hours. Do I still get achievements? Yes, you'll get okay. many many achievements for that. Okay. Um, but I, I would say something like that, or games with twists. I think because once a game, if a game has a twist and you know the twist is coming, it's never going to be the same when you replay it. Yeah, that's um, good, actually. I'm so going like, to say the first season of Walking Dead, because that really yeah. moved me, and I thought it was amazing. Or, like, Red Dead Redemption had a really good twist. Yes, it did. Um, and, and then games that are, like, exploration-focused, where after you've found everything, there's really not a lot of replay value, so you got your Fallouts and your Skyrims and, and stuff like that. Um, but I would probably probably say Bioshock. That's me. Uh, Dave, what are you thinking here? I'm, I'm stuck between two. Uh, Red Dead, for the story, just because... Like the whole experience, I, I think I played like about 15 hours non-stop of that, literally, when I started it. And the other one, a bit, I took a big break in gaming from like the PS2 to the 360. And the first kind of game I got on the 360 was uh, Call of Duty 4. Mm. And play, oh, playing through one, the story yeah. in that, and then the whole game, or playing online with other people, kind of like blew my mind at the time. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I think probably that one would be the one that I'd love to do again with the multiplayer aspect added to it. Yeah. Or maybe Skyrim or yeah. something like that, so I could take them off my card completely. <laughs> yeah, I was like, thinking go to put Star it in Trek, and then, no, not so nothing. I could really realize how bad it was and then pull back. Yeah, uh, I'm a pilgrim in an unholy land with heathens. All right. Well, um, I did promise prizes um, for this, so we will be chatting afterwards about prizes we can do because I know. Um, we're probably sitting on some prizes. Most of our questions came from the UK. Um, we had a couple that came from the, from the US because the prizes I have here are only playable in the US. So we'll, we'll go through and we'll compensate a couple of people. So keep your eyes on your uh, inboxes, uh, the six of you, because um, some of you may be getting some prizes here shortly. Um, let's go into uh, December and early January releases. Uh, so I just took a look. We've got some DLC coming for Sunset Overdrive, Mystery of Muil, uh, Mystery of the Muil Rig, is coming out Tuesday the 23rd, so if you want more Sunset Overdrive to play while you avoid your relatives. Um, <laughs> I need to finish the main game. Um, also, the Xbox that. One is getting a version of Risk, so if you want to fight with your relatives, <laughs> um, you can play Risk. Uh, looking ahead to January, we're pretty sparse through the beginning of January. 
Um, once we get to the last week of January, though, so we'll probably talk about these more next month, uh, we have Dying Light slated for release on Tuesday, January 27th. Saints Row 4 re-elected also on that day. And then we have Life is Strange coming on Friday, January 30th for both Xbox One and 360. And then Numa Breath of Life is set for release. Um, and that could just be a placeholder uh, for January 31st. So not a whole lot coming immediately, so you have plenty of time to play. That's a, those. a whole three weeks of in fact, it would be four weeks when it was absolutely nothing. And I think we might have some so stuff So you've got time to there. play all yeah. those Christmas treats. we probably got some stuff filling in there. There's probably going to be DLC and such coming out, but you all have plenty of time to play those yeah. Christmas games. Um, but I think that's about it. We, we got through our entire rundown document, and we did so expediously. So nice handy-dandy uh, podcast for you all to listen to and enjoy as you are traveling to holiday merriment. Um, <laughs> but I think that's about it. So... Uh, do you, either of you have any parting thoughts or wishes for the holiday season? Um, I'd just like to thank everybody that's been involved in TA this year. It's been a massive year for us. Pretty unique year. Um, we've got the app on Xbox. We're actually on a console for the first time ever, which is staggering. With a, I think we're the second highest rated app on the store behind Netflix as well. So um, thanks to everybody that's helped with that and encouraged and just been a part of our community that's made all that possible. Because if you guys weren't around, then no one would have heard of TA and we wouldn't be where we are now. So thanks to everybody. Have an amazing holiday period. And um, we look forward to seeing you all in the new year. Yes. Uh, the, the only thing I can think of is I am working on this little thing um, with a couple of other game critics doing a video game word of the year. Um, so keep your eyes posted on Twitter for that because I'll probably tweet that out once we've kind of deliberated. I think it's like 10 of us, mostly freelance guys, we're talking about the most impactful video game word of the year. Uh, so keep your eyes open for that from, from me. Um, and I'll probably put something on my blog on TA about it, but, uh, that's, that's kind of where I'm doing that. I've got a big long drive ahead of me this week, going back to Ohio. It's like an eight hour drive with the wife. So I'll be listening to the podcast. Traitor. Uh, Dave. Yeah. Just just listen to this one over and over again. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, I don't No, No, uh, Dave, any parting thoughts since this is your first time joining us? No, just thanks for having me. And um, hey, it's been a pleasure. You've, you've been you've been a joy. <laughs> and I uh, hope everybody has a happy holiday. Stay safe. Get drunk if you're old enough to. Yes. And, uh, hope you get lots of good things in your tree. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Excellent. Well, on behalf of Rich and Dave, this is Jonathan wishing you happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Respectful Ramadan, joyous Kwanzaa, and a festivus for the rest of us. Um, All right, happy holidays, everybody. We'll see you in 2015. Bye-bye.